Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. And you can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And Warren Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music and Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and now you're on Pocket Cast. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. America for whom the bells toll. America for whom the bells toll. A lonely ringing of a bell, several rings of a bell for a signal, or one final dying ring of death knell to a bygone era. God's purpose, the lesson of that old porch. There is a man's purpose and ideas that he follows through on. Many purposes can fill a person's life, yet in the end we find God's purpose will be followed through. Kingdom of God by force. Today we can see the faith and testimony of Jesus Christ in every nation on earth. Even in the most persecuted areas we find Christians. The following are the latest posts on warn-usa.com. Saints of God Walking in the Light Warn Radio Classic Series. Inheritance is the result of the full, complete revelation and manifestation of the Son of God to us and our response to that inheritance. Passover Unleavened Bread Series Classic at Warren Radio. To understand what Passover really is, this is the goal. What is the Passover lamb and what does this mean? Be sure to pick up your copy of The Rising. It's a Christian fiction thriller by The Watchman. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper and details the takeover of America. There's danger and intrigue. The nation is at risk, and Mac battles to survive the forces bent on destroying him and America. Can he save the United States? Find out by getting your copy of The Rising, and you can get a copy from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Walmart, Google Play, also you can get the Rising ebook on Google Play. You can also get your copy of the Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com 
And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio newsletter. And now, I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's... Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. On this grand February day? Yeah, this balmy... Yeah. Balmy... Somewhere, not here. (laughs) I'm trying to remember what it was. It was... uh, Wasn't too bad today... We had the sun, and it was cleared up finally, but we got, got our snow. snow. More snow yesterday. Yeah, we've had a lot of snow this year, lots of it. And so, at any rate, wherever you're at, we hope everything's fine with you. Of course, we know Florida's warm and Arizona's warm, a few of the other southern states. But we've been up here almost all, well, all of our lives, and uh, we're kind of used to it. Where would you be without a good uh, snowstorm? <laughs> In um, sunny weather, apparently. I mean, I would think sunny weather without so a So at any rate, uh, we have a, a, a special update, um, and most of you have heard of the Uh, The Syria and Turkey quakes. Turkey and Syria. That was very devastating. Yeah. And uh, we just want to remind you, if you can, to send earthquake relief to help uh, persecuted Christians and others in these areas. And uh, we know, for instance, uh, International Christian Concern, persecution.org, we have, uh, they're just one of many that we uh, have a support for. And uh, so, uh, and I don't send any money to us because we do not do that. All we have is our, you know, uh, comes out of, uh, the WIBR Warren Radio out of uh, actually uh, what we put in there. So, uh, w- you know, what we do is tell you to go on over to persecution.org and uh, you can uh, send money to help them in that relief effort over there. Uh, and uh, you can go to Barnabas Aid or Barnabas Fund, and uh, they will have uh, 
a fund all set up and you can help them. Uh, Barnabas Fund, uh, uh, you know, they tell you that uh, everything you give them is going to go to the project. And persecution.org, they do the same thing. When you specify money to go to a certain place, they pretty they they have to. That's where it goes. And so, um, boy, this is you know, it's tragic that the death toll from Turkey Syria earthquake is at um, at forty one thousand right now. That's horrifying. I mean, that's just seems astronomical for a situation like that to me. So very devastating. We got uh, a, a. letter from Jess, Jeff King, uh, who is president of International Christian Concern, and he says, Dear Dana, if you've supported us for some time, you know that we've had the privilege of serving our persecuted brothers and sisters in Syria and Turkey for years. That's why we woke up to the news of the devastating earthquakes on Monday morning, and we knew they were going to need our help. We're springing to action to rescue who we can and work to rebuild churches before it's too late. Our in-country team is looking for reputable partners to distribute tents, clothing, food, and other necessities on the front line. And so that's what they do. They give them to these people and they uh, distribute them right there, you know, throughout the area. And we cannot see our brothers, Christian brothers and sisters living on the streets in frigid winter temperatures. We are surveying and looking for partners who are ethical and effective in funneling aid to where it needs to go. Aid will first go directly for survival necessities and second to help rebuild churches before the government steps in and says you can't rebuild. While we can't save and serve everyone, we must show up for our suffering brothers and sisters in Turkey and Syria. They need to see we are standing with them. Your generous donation uh, donation will enable our partners to provide necessary relief and assistance. God bless you, Jeff King, President of International Christian Concern. And so when you get over on their site at persecution.org, select Earthquake Relief under Select a Campaign. And, uh, you know, we've been uh, connected to a number of these, and I don't mean financially, I don't mean any other way than than we have uh, trusted them with our donations to help the persecuted church, and they get them to the area, they have boots on the ground, and this is what we need right now with this, and uh, without boots on the ground, people die, not just from, you know, the earthquake, but they die because there's nobody to provide food, clothing, shelter, safety, and things like that. And we also are encouraging people to give not just to International Christian Concern at persecution.org, but Barnabas Fund, um, and uh, or and they also have Barnabas Aid. Both of those uh, will do the same thing. Go on over to their websites. Uh, Samaritan's Purse is another one that's personally involved over there. They sent a hospital over there. Yeah, they've got a hospital over there. And so, you know, we're right in the process of of uh, 
you know, making sure that uh, money uh, from from what we're doing gets over there. And, you know, we encourage you to help where you can. Pray and, you know, help, uh, you know, send funds over there so that, uh, you know, they got to buy the products that they need. Most of them, almost all of these organizations have a supplier for everything. Everything they're going to need. They have buyers. They have uh, warehouses, you know. Samaritan's Purse has has a big, big uh, airplane that they, you know, you can put a ton of cargo on that, and uh, and they take that into an area and unload it. So remember our persecuted brothers and sisters in Turkey and Syria and throughout the area there, and uh, we want to thank you uh, for helping and uh, you know as I said again don't send any money to us we do not receive funds uh, for anybody we do not send out funds you know we we don't do anything like that uh, and uh, you know if people want to support Warren Radio on our websites there's places for that but normally you know we I mean all the time I mean we don't uh, we don't do that we encourage you to go visit their websites, get to know them, uh, and donate to these yourself. And uh, the Lord will bless you for it. And uh, up front, we're talking about God's purpose, the lesson of the old porch. You'll find this over on danaglennsmith.com. And I think it's also over on warn-usa.com, but these come up at different times. Uh, And, uh, you know, when you're talking about a lot of things that's going on today, God has a purpose in in everything, and he expects us as believers to help the persecuted. And even those that are on the street, you know, know, people that, uh, you know, aren't Christian, he expects us to help them. Uh, and so this particular article is a special prose, a special writing. And uh, it, in this lesson, we find God's purpose in the lesson of an old porch, which makes life come into a brighter view. And, and it's the place where, you know, the family met, and uh, we follow this old porch and uh, we show you what happens in this and it does have a particular moral to it and uh, you know but you know when we look at all of this being thankful for what there is and settling into God's purpose that that's important and uh, one, one thing that uh, I remember the phrase time and tide wait for no man and, and that's so true. And, you know, when we look at God's purpose, it arrives on his timing. And it fulfills everything in his timing, not ours. And he also works through us. Where we can make our choices, he helps us and he guides us. 
And uh, so be sure to read this article and take a look at the lesson of the old porch and the family who grew as it aged. And uh, you'll see a a little uh, lesson in here in the prose that uh, I do write quite a bit of prose, a lot more than I used to. But uh, they all have a lesson behind it. So check out the lesson of that old porch. And thank you for that. Tower, we're over here now. In Europe? Yes, in Europe. And you know what surprised me about this? It says, European Parliament addresses Christian persecution. You know, in all the headlines, I don't remember one from the European Parliament. Yeah. You know, in which European Parliament is this? I mean, there's a lot of countries over there. I always think of the UK. I don't know why. But uh, they have a picture of a young woman who happens to be an Assyrian from Iran. And this article itself is from the Assyrian International News Agency and Open Doors. Um, The persecution of Christians in Iran was the focus of the presentation of the 2023 World Watch List of the Protestant NGO Open Doors. And, And see, this is important to understand. You know, because Open Doors puts out a world watch list every year on persecution of Christians. And so you might watch for that. Uh, It's already been released um, Thursday, the 25th of January at the European Parliament, according to their report, that is the European Parliament's, 360 million Christians around the world suffer high levels of persecution and discrimination for their faith. Now that is a horrendous number. Yes, it is. That's that's horrible. Now we we knew that there was a lot over all these years. We know. I mean, and while we can only cover so many stories, I mean, there's millions of them out there. And a lot of them you never hear about. You never do. And that's the sad thing, because Christians can suffer and be persecuted and die, and no one will ever know that uh, they existed, because the ones that persecuted them frankly don't care that they die. And there was 5,621 Christians murdered. And this is for 2022. This is the 2023 World Watch List, and it discusses what happened the previous year. Um, and uh, there was 2,110 church buildings were attacked last year. Now, of course, this is only, you know, if they report it or if there's somebody from the organization that uh, uh, is reporting it. But there's a lot of this stuff, especially if you get in the poor areas like Africa, even in uh, India um, and Pakistan. Oh, man, there are so many areas where 
there is so much need and you know it's just absolutely mind-boggling what what is going on and the biggest thing is that this report you know revealed account of 360 million Christians around the world who suffer high levels of persecution and see what you can basically do you know you can look at an area where you know there's going to be persecution and uh, Tower could tell you without even any problem but you know you you can look at Pakistan you can look at India you can look at Iran you can look at uh, North Korea you can look at China I mean just all over the globe and so it's not hard to imagine or to even think that there is 360 million Christians who uh, um, face high levels of persecution and also discrimination for their faith they, they may not be persecuted where they die but there's discrimination that affects their livelihood you know in India a lot of Christians are from the uh, the Dalit the unclean you know I mean one of the lowest ones and they get lower wages the low caste system and a lot of them can even get beaten to death and no one will care and nobody will do anything there's so much of this stuff but there is a God in heaven who will vindicate those who face this and they Amen. may die alone but the Lord will lift them up and uh, Peter Van Dalen uh, he talked about that and uh, he said it's highly concerning to see that the persecution of Christians is still increasing in the world of course we're in that time when it's going to because we are in the end of days um, it is therefore very important that in all its work on human rights the European Parliament does not overlook the right to freedom or religion or belief I am grateful for organizations like Open Doors who keep reminding us of the urgency and importance of these matters now Peter Van Dalen apparently is connected to the European Parliament he may not but I haven't uh, um, I just assume that from the way they wrote this. Yep, me too. And then they talked to uh, a gal, a Protestant from the Assyrian ethnic minority in Iran. And she's now living in Switzerland. And she was invited to testify about the persecution of Christians in Iran. And she used the example of her own family. Now, this is her story. When I was a teenager, we were constantly under surveillance. We were bugged, and there were spies in the church. We didn't know who we could trust. <clears throat> we were ready for anyone in the family to be killed at any time, as it had happened in many other Christian communities. At school, I was discriminated against by the teachers and the principal. I was stigmatized both as a Christian and as an Assyrian by other students. After the Shahara Assyrian church of my father was closed in 2009, I was arrested many times to be interrogated about the activities of the members of our church. I was kept in custody with no legal permit, <clears throat> with no female officer present but just in male surroundings 
which is stressing for a teenager. I was threatened of being raped. <coughs> Excuse me. I now feel safe in Switzerland, but when the uh, Iranian Ministry of Intelligence officers published an article on social media with my pictures and home address encouraging Iranian men living in Switzerland to pay me a visit, I had to move to another house. Even outside Iran, we remained under threat for our life if we reveal the human rights violations of the regime. For many years, Debrina's father and her mother were sharing their faith with Farsi-speaking Muslims, which is forbidden in Iran, and were training converts. That's quite a story. It is. <coughs> and of course, that's uh, she's in S Switzerland. You know, it's just something else. I mean, you you cannot understand. You um, know, the level of persecution. Yeah. And her parents, um, she fled to Switzerland in 2010, and her parents decided to leave um, because they'd been arrested in 2014, released on bail. In 2006, they were sentenced to 10 years in prison. Their appeal hearing was postponed several times until 2020. When it was obvious that the prison term would be maintained, they decided to leave Iran, and now they live with their daughter in Switzerland. And the daughter, she has studied evangelical theology in the UK. She's now a pastor in, Germ in a German-speaking church in Switzerland. Her campaign for religious freedom in Iran has taken her to the UN Human Rights Council in Geneva. Yeah, that's good and to the second annual ministerial to advance religious freedom in Washington, D.C., and to a U.N. General Assembly, apart from many other events. Yeah, that's good that she's getting in there and spreading the word of what's going on in Iran. And again, that was from the Assyrian International News Agency and Open Doors. And that's because Open Doors provided the 2023 World Watch List. So, are you ready? Yes. I'm not sure when we originally reported this story on Isabel von Spruce. She was the lady that was arrested for praying silently in her head outside an abortion clinic. I believe she was standing across the street from the abortion clinic and someone reported her for praying. Yeah, that's been a silently. Little while. Yeah. And this is an update. Yes. And so um she was um arrested for praying silently, you know, the police confronted her and they asked her if she was praying silently and she said she might be silently praying but she didn't have any signs she wasn't protesting the abortion clinic and so they arrested her and um, the UK authorities have dropped charges against her 
for praying near an abortion clinic, but her case might be far from over. The Crown Prosecution Services, or the CPS, charges against Isabel Bond Spruce have been dismissed, but she has no plans of stepping away from the legal battle. I think that's good. Yeah, I'm glad they were charged, but they but they said um, they're going to continue to wait await justice as she states her intention to pursue full dismissal of her charges because they said it could be reinstated at any time. So she wants it to be, so she's looking for a clear verdict in court. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, so that's just, she said, um, she explained why she's forging on to seek a more definitive conclusion clarifying her legal rights. She said, it can't be right that I was arrested and made a criminal only for praying in my head on a public street. So-called buffer zone legislations will result in so many more people like me doing good and legal activities like offering charitable support to women in crisis in crisis pregnancies or simply praying in their heads, being treated like criminals and even facing court. And she wants a full dismissal. I, I pray to God that she gets it. Well, I'll tell you that there's no doubt that she should have a full dismissal. Yes, she should. That was wrong. What they want to do is hold it over her head. That's what they're... Yep. And this is ridiculous. It is. You know, uh, praying silently, you know, it's none of your business. Yeah. That's for sure. Absolutely. Now we're over, oh by the way, that previous uh, article we're giving you an update came from CBN News. Oh yes, sorry. And we're over in Idaho, and that's close to home. Idaho's congressional delegation has called on the Federal Food and Drug Administration to reverse a recent move expanding access to drugs that terminate early pregnancies. Now you see these things are not, you know, the best. They murder kids. And, uh, I'm going to apologize because the previous comments were a little low because of uh, my switch over here. So at any rate, we'll we'll keep going now. You know, I have a major problem with this using drugs. And give them to young women or middle-aged women, whatever you are. And then all you have to do is wait around for the baby to die. Yeah, that's horrible. You know, that, that is just, you know, and, and a baby has feelings. He can, they can feel pain. 
at early stages. That's what's really disturbing. And for you to go do that, just so you can kill a baby, is the epitome of murder. I mean, it's the same thing. And matter of fact, it comes under blood guilt. What if they just suspect, you know, they don't know if they're really pregnant, if they don't be, if they're not examined, if they just miss a period or something. Yeah, I, well, they would have they to. they could do. get those tests, I guess. Yeah. So the dispensing requirements for mifepristone, which is an abortion-inducing drug, and allowing pharmacies to distribute the pills by mail. The modified rule also allows pharmacies such as Walgreens and CVS to obtain certification to prescribe the drug. And the FDA's action promotes dangerous do-it-yourself abortions by mail and telemedicine without ever seeing a doctor in person and turns brick-and-mortar pharmacies and post offices into abortion centers. Yeah. And that was, uh, it, that was contained in a letter signed by 77 federal GOP lawmakers. And all four of Idaho's congressional delegates signed the letter. Good. That stuff needs to be stopped. It's evil. You know, and they said medication abortions now account for more than half of abortions in the United States. Wow. So who's all getting these things? Yeah. That was according to a 2020 survey of abortion providers by the Guttmacher Institute, which is a NGO. And in 2020, the Biden administration temporarily lifted the FDA's former in-person dispensing requirements for the drug. That was because of COVID-19. And of course, Biden, you know, he's a Democrat. I know he's a Democrat. He issued a memorandum directing his administration to continue finding ways to expand access to abortion care. Dear God in heaven, help us. Yeah, and I don't like that. I don't either. And that's what I don't like about the way that the president uh, does things, just like Biden. He thinks he can do anything he wants to up there, and he goes on, and, and the things he does, you know, the rest of America, you know, we don't all agree with that garbage. And so we, we've got major, major issues in this country and how the Democrats push stuff through. So, at any rate, Idaho, they, the bottom line for Idaho is that they want to make sure that there's no doubt that it's not going to happen in Idaho. Good. That's according to Representative Brent Crane, a Republican of Napa. Well, I hope it doesn't. But it's been it's been legal somewhere. Of course, it's legal in California. Everything that shouldn't be legal in California—I mean, everything that shouldn't be 
legal is in California. Well, yeah. Mission Network News Online. And uh, we're talking about gospel literature and God's Word in Colombia. So Helen Williams of World Missionary Press you see the gospel in America was carried by preachers on horseback or even walking and and there was an early what is it the American Tract Society and they would print these little one-page documents and that's how that they would do that and I'm not sure the exact date of that but they had they had that stuff going on uh, during the move west so Helen Williams of World Missionary Press says it's challenging to transport materials especially through mountain regions yeah it is and uh, she has help from a local partner to move the boxes of scripture bullet uh, booklets across the country and they're taken into Bogota, Cali, Medellin and it has every one of those boxes have 500 pieces of literature and they're printed to share the gospel and so they you know and I've seen this before you know when you're a missionary or you're someone doing that work um, there's a need for motorcycles That's and right. uh they're going by motorcycle in the mud. They're walking from village to village. They're climbing mountains to get to villages. They put the boxes on their head and carry them all over the place, according to Williams. The hard journey is worth it when the scripture booklets get into the hands of Colombian pastors. Yeah, that's good. So they have a local partner there in Colombia who helps distribute these scripture booklets. He says that pastors are happy with the literature. Williams says he's passing them on to other pastors, even when these pastors get just one box or whatever they're passing it on. Every word is spreading, but it takes a lot of time and a lot of work and money to get it there. You know, when you look at that, you know, we've got scripture everywhere. We At least we used to. And there, it takes it really hard to get it. Here, we have it everywhere. Lots of churches, you know, a lot of printed Bibles and the whole nine yards. But see, in America, we're virtually pagan. Yep, that's true. But you take over there in South America where they can't get that, they're happy to get it. And the same thing with the Bible when you're when you're doing it, and and uh, especially when we get reports back from um, various places like India and and elsewhere. Uh, the one thing you hear a lot of these churches wanting are Bibles. The Christians want Bibles, and and that's around the world different areas they they want their they want a bible 
Yeah, they they want that Bible more than they want food to eat. Yeah, That's, and many times we've we've seen that. With more and more Venezuelans crossing the border, they also receive the literature and learn about the gospel. As yeah, of good. at the start of 2023, Colombia had three million Venezuelans seeking asylum. And more on the way. Wow. And you know. And this is what they're saying. Opportunity to share the gospel continue to increase and people are responding. One Colombian pastor said, many are learning about Christ and the need to be discipled more and more. We sincerely appreciate your support in this valuable work of evangelism. And, you know, they want believers to be encouraged and know that God is working so many places. And, and I would agree with that statement. Yes. Even in America where we seem like pagans, you know, and this has been all over the news too, those two revivals. you got two, two colleges now that uh, have been experiencing revival. Wow, that's good. They had a church uh, a meeting and uh, they just kept worshiping and stayed there and it just continued to get big and flourish. <laughs> that's exciting. Yeah. And then it spread to another church, another uh, college campus, and the same thing happened. And, uh, you know, brush fires, you know, of the faith, you know. And when you meet together, you know, in the Word of God, you know, you know, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. That's right. Amen. So, at any rate, you know, lift up missions and also lift up missions or reaching the lost in America. The problem with America is that many of these kids are lost and confused. And, you know, they're also kids. They're stubborn. They're hard to talk to, you know. And, and I've heard a lot of, lot of stuff coming from these kids. Uh, regarding sex changes and all this other stuff that they've been uh, brainwashing these kids with. And I heard a testimony just the other day of a kid who was sitting in church. And it, actually it was published on CBN. And he said that uh, he was sitting, I think it was the back row of the church, and he was going to go get a surgery for transgender. Irreversible surgery. Yeah, it would have been irreversible surgery. Once you have these surgeries, there's not much they can do if you don't like it. And uh, and he said at the last moment, he said God spoke to him in the in in church in the la that last pew wherever he was at and uh, that made all the difference. And he said he repented before the Lord and I'm thankful for that. Thank God that he caught a hold of him. Because if I've read one bad report about a regret of having that kind of surgery, I've read a lot of them. Yeah. And so, 
These people need Christ, they need deliverance, and they need help. They don't need some corrupt official to encourage them in this. Exactly right. Are you ready? Yes. This is a field report from Bibles for the Mideast via Assembly of the Loving God Church. Dear fellow missionaries and prayer partners, glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hope this email finds you well in our Lord. We appreciate your prayers and support for Bibles for Mideast Ministries and the Assembly of Loving God Church. And thank you for the same. We do pray for you and your loved ones. Um, I'm just going to read it the way he wrote it. Yeah. I hope you remember Pastor Subhash in North India, who was brutally beaten by the Hindu extremists and then by police during the month of August in 2022. Many days he was in the hospital and then discharged. But due to the brutal persecution of Hindus and the police, his kidneys were damaged. He was in a sinking stage. One of the members of his church, named Lexmana, donated him a kidney. But Brother Lexmana was also an enemy of Pastor Subhash and the church. But he saw the faithful witness and sufferings of Pastor Subhash. He wanted to learn about Jesus. He found the suffering of Jesus and crucifixion on the cross of Calvary. He believed in Jesus. Now he donated one of his kidneys to the pastor. But after kidney transplant, Pastor Subhash was in coma four days. With a great hope in Jesus, we had continuous prayer and fasting. Our Lord heard our prayers and Pastor Subhash miraculously opened his eyes and begins to talk. He says that he has seen Jesus. He could not see the, say the details. Maybe later he can explain it. Brother Lexmana also getting well. Once again, thank you for your prayers. We had a good amount for his treatment and will be having further expenses too. He has a wife and three young children. His congregation is a poor one as well as his family. With love and prayers, yours in his service, Pastor Peter Hanif, President, the Assembly of Loving God Church. That's a good report. It is a good report. I'm glad to hear it. And BiblesForTheMideast.com, we uh, came across them, I don't know, quite a while ago. Several years. Yeah. And so... um, uh, we get updated from time to time and this is one of their updated updates and uh, the thing about Bibles for the Mideast is that they have churches the Assembly of, of Loving God Church and I like that name I the Assembly too. of the Loving God <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know I like that and I see that a lot with these churches around the world they name the church after you know uh, like God's a loving God so we're going to call it the assembly of the loving God you know and, and they they name it personally relating to them when, when they do this it's it's 
it's really good it's not like a denominational name it's a it's a personal name personal pronouns it's it means a lot to them but a majority you know big part of these are ex-muslims who have repented and become christians and we have reported on a lot of things that that has happened to this group miracles and signs and wonders and things that are coming out of what's happening and they have a reach throughout the middle east it's really a big uh, reach because these these pastors cross over into other countries and they just keep going uh so there's uh you know when you talk about that tara and you look at the gospel you know these people are serious they are you know they're they're not you know when they say it's not a game to them no it's not go to church on sunday wednesday maybe it's serious business yeah and so as our responsibility at christians in america when we come across brothers and sisters in christ that need help to get the gospel out that that is our duty as believers to pray for them and try to get money to them uh to help them finance because even overseas you know but they you know they don't have the costs we do but just a little little bit of that will go a long ways so pray uh, pray for biblesforthemideast.com uh, to get to it you go bibles the number 4 mideast dot and then the dot and the com you know what it is mid biblesforthemideast.com and uh, you'll see their little website there and it's a simple website and uh, so, and you can also find a place to donate to them over there. Again, don't send any any money here. The only money that comes in for us are from some of our friends and people we know to help us with the expenses. Uh, but uh, we've been doing this. We're in our 25th year uh, of, of this end time ministry, and uh, we are not a nonprofit. We never will be and uh our main goal is not to collect funds and and get rich our main goal is to work and support ourselves and to keep the ministry going and uh do the shows and keep the websites going because we want to reach out we want to get help to these people that's why when we go through these, the Warren Radio is part of the WIBR Warren Radio, which includes the Watchman Institute for Biblical Research. And we are one of those where we we want to make sure that the tools are there. But there are so many needs. You know, and so many people getting killed. You know, and when one of these guys get killed or these gals get killed, that is a big deal over there. It's a big deal anyway. Yeah, it is a big deal. But what I'm getting at, you know, we got a lot of pastors here. You know, we got big ministers here. You get over there where these people are at, they may be the only pastor in an entire region. And something happens to him, then the people go without. 
So that's why it's important to pray for these, pray for protection for them, and if you can and and if you can help them, you can go to the website and find their a place to donate. So at any rate, uh, you know, may God be with all of these that we have uh, talked about tonight. And may the good Lord deliver them all from the enemy and make a way for them. Yes, amen. Now, one of the other places that comes up all the time, all the time, hmm. when you're talking about persecution is Nigeria. Yes. And when you get in various regions, depending on where you're at, um, you know, it, the amount of persecution can vary. But uh, this article comes from Morning Star News. And Morning Star News is a good little um, outlet, morningstarnews.org. They have a lot of articles. They, they are used by quite a few ministries, native ministries and elsewhere. And they carry stories, write stories in order to keep uh, the church and those who are out uh, doing the Lord's work in the news for people to be informed. And so it's not surprising that in this particular article, you know, the first the first few words are five, five Christians were killed on January 17th. We're always... You know, it's always five Christians were, you know, Christians being killed, or Christians arrested, or Christians being run out of their village. And their um, homes burned. And yeah, their homes burned. You know, sometimes, like in one that I read here just recently, they kidnapped the daughter who was 15, and it was an older guy who was in his, I think, 70s that wanted to marry her. And so they, they up and kidnapped her, and there's a lot of stuff trying to, and, and I think this, again, was in India. So, so you have all this stuff going on all the time. And so the other thing you have is, is when, these, when Christians are killed and, they, and uh, the enemy attacks, almost exclusively the terrorists are better armed, and many times they come in on motorcycles with someone driving and someone in the back with us uh, sitting on the thing or having a side cart and they have a machine gun. Yeah. And uh, they come in in cars and trucks and various other things with machine guns. They have a little army of, of their people that uh, siege the village. And, and, of course, most of the time these, these believers are totally surrounded caught off guard and, and they don't have you know they don't have the guns that these people do most of these gangs um, use drugs and sell drugs and run them somewhere in order to make money to keep buying uh, you know equipment and guns and stuff to continue to make war their number one goal is to get rid of Christians to kill Christians to destroy what they're doing that's their goal. And so in this case, the terrorists shot, uh, you know, sporadically off and on. And they made their way into town. 
And they injured quite a few of them, and this is where they had killed five believers. The injured victims uh, at, at the riding of this was receiving treatment at separate medical facilities. See, and then they've got to have to pay for them. And uh, so, you, you know, this is really, and of course they suspect Fulani, and there's also other terrorists that'll... that'll Al-Shabaab. Al yeah, yeah, Al-Shabaab is a big one in the area. And, uh, you know, it... You, you know, know this, this is just gut-wrenching when you have... What's really frustrating for me is that, like we talked about the other night, nobody is doing anything to stop them in the world. You know, no other country is stepping up the government in that in uh, Nigeria isn't doing anything to stop this persecution from going on it's just very frustrating it's aggravating and so the bottom line of it is here is when we talk about this and we bring these things up um, we just want to remind you tonight about Nigeria they led the world and Christians killed for their faith in 2022 According to Open Doors Watchlist, and we went over this, there was 5,014 according to Open Doors. Uh, and it led the world and Christians abducted. Uh, 4,726 sexually assaulted or harassed, forcibly married or physically or mentally abused, and it had the most homes and businesses attacked for faith-based regions. And uh, Nigeria, the second most church attacks and internally displaced people. Now, this is this is normal for Nigeria, but Nigeria didn't used to be this way. And you have, throughout the whole of Africa, you have lots of issues when we talk about persecution of Christians. And 90% of it, uh, well, you know, there's a high number done by radical Muslims. But in India, it's radical Hindus and Sikhs and maybe even sometimes uh, Muslims but most of the time in India the Muslims face persecution too so remember to pray for Nigeria and the people there and your brothers and sisters in Christ and as we said earlier all the aforementioned ministries we've talked about uh, they all uh, most of them have uh, inroads uh, to help people and are currently helping people in Nigeria. When you talk about humanitarian, it's worldwide, it is global to help these. Uh, just the persecuted Christians. Uh, and that's without even helping people that go through uh, um, catastrophes, you know. So with that, we're going to have to start closing out Tower. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for joining us whenever you do. We appreciate you, and we love you. We enjoy hearing from you, and we thank you for all you do for the King. Please pray for your brethren. Pray for us as we pray for you. Be safe. Be careful. Remember to keep your eyes stayed on the Lord. We love you. Good night, everybody.
Don't forget to go to our websites at horn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Until next time, shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.